Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Weekend sports with a difference. Yeah, you really shouldn't be drinking. Oh, really? You learned that in med school that you obviously didn't get into? A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080, The Fan. Sunday morning. It is May. It is May. It's another canceled month. <sighs> Kentucky Derby was supposed to be yesterday, bro. There was a virtual Kentucky Derby, apparently. What I just is, saw that on ESPN. What is, I don't know what that means. I don't know. I, the headline is Secretariat Surges to Win Virtual Kentucky Derby. So yeah, they're just like using old horses. It was what? in my update, didn't you hear? I did I did not I couldn't hear anything actually. I was no, my, it was, my was on mute. It was not in my update. Oh, okay. I was gonna oh. say, did, was it really? Did I really miss that? <laughs> no, I, I haven't stooped that low just yet. Reporting on virtual horse races in my sports center. Is that, so Secretariat they, won a virtual Kentucky Derby against twelve fellow triple crown winners forty seven years after the chestnut colt won the real race at Churchill Downs. Secretariat. Tight. So did they like get they like make uh you know all the all the old horses and give them stats? How do you give horses I don't know. I, this is my first time hearing of it. You just brought up the Kentucky Derby, and I was like, oh, right. I just saw a headline uh, you know, that honestly, Secretariat came back from de- the dead and won. Kentucky Derby is one of those things. Like, historically, obviously, black folks were nowhere uh, to be seen at the Kentucky Derby unless they were serving something, you know, so or cleaning something at that point. So... And you love the Kentucky Derby now, or at least the concept of the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> I, I love the upward mobility that the Kentucky Derby kind of mm. presents. Or, or, you know, that's that's kind of what I what I like. You know, the uh, dressing up, the, the, the big hats, the, the mint juleps, which are terrible, by the way. Like, not something that I really want to drink. <laughs> but uh, it's just something fun, you know, about the day. And it's right before my birthday, so I always kind of want to have a Kentucky Derby party. And this was gonna be the year, and I guess it's not gonna be the year. So maybe next. You have year? talked about that for years, by the way. It's just one. It's one of those things. I think it's a cool party. It's a once a year thing, and there's my birthday is always going to be on the around the weekend of Kentucky Derby. So it's like it, it only makes only makes sense. Sometimes my birthday's been on the Kentucky Derby, which is awesome. So yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to do. That was gonna be the plan. So much for that, and then the rain happened, so that would have kind of canceled that anyway. I'm watching. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this definitely is it. I this is virtual? It looks really real. <laughs> really? Yeah, there's a if you go to the ESPN headline forward, there's a video. I mean, there's something that's kind of uh, uncanny valley about it. 
Um, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's like it looks so real it looks fake. There's something about it that looks like that where I'm like, it looks real but sort of off. But like maybe it's fully virtual and it's just really good graphically because it looked really good for a second. I don't know. I don't hmm. know what I'm watching because Seattle Slew's in the lead right now. I'm just watching the race. Secretariat's in third. Yeah, it's there's American Pharaoh. These these this, the party just wouldn't have been as good social distancing. You know oh, now with, it looks really fake. Okay, with now it's getting fake. with everyone on Zoom or on Hangouts or whatever we've been using to to communicate like that. Uh, it I don't think it would have been. As I fun. I did my first Zoom yesterday and it was uh, my first like party Zoom thing. Mm-hmm. Not great. I mean, like it was fun because like you could talk to people, but man, it's weird not being in the same room. It like it takes is. away the whole energy of it. It's like we we played the online version of Cards Against Humanity. I mean, it was funny, but there wasn't any energy because you're sitting in front of a computer screen. No, yeah, it's hard to be excited about something. Like the only thing really you can do online and it's all good is play video games. Like if you're you're playing Call Thank of Duty, God for that, man. Seriously, you play Call of Duty, you play Madden, <laughs> you play Two K, whatever the case is. Well, if you're playing Call FIFA. of Duty, they broke it this weekend for you. So. Oh yeah, man. Did you see uh, Josh Hart freak out? And break uh, his. I, uh, I saw that this morning. He broke actually. his keyboard. Yeah. See, listen, that's like I, I try to tell people all the time. Like, this is real. When I'm playing this game, this is real. You can't tell me I'm not an assassin or I'm not an NBA star or an NFL quarterback or any of those things. For when Shad, I'm playing you're not the an game, NBA star. I disagree. I disagree. You know, when I'm playing that game on the streets, we out here. You know, <laughs> so it's just it's just one of those. And the parks, my guy is is a beast. You know, so I think people don't understand. Like, that's like, what's what's those games like? Uh, Second Life or Double Life or whatever it is, to where you get a chance to. Just yeah, I think live. Second Life is. Yeah, the one you're you know, of. that's it's essentially what all these video games have always been. Yeah, yeah. Call of Duty this week had like a really big weekend planned, and they broke the game. Yeah. <laughs> and then they put a patch out, and it took everybody the entire day to download it because their servers sucked. So you know. Happy weekend. Yeah, well, see, you all wanted to play Warzone. No, you don't. <laughs> Lucky for me, like, I'm not a big Call of Duty, you know, or no, like you Assassin's are Creed. Pretty exclusively a sports game. I like sports games. Like, once you beat those games, there's nothing to do. Like, I've spent 60 bucks. If I, you know, if it's a new game, I've spent 60 bucks on a game that I'm, I can't beat anymore. Well, Call of Duty's online, so you can just no, you can just keep play playing, and, and that's and that's cool. But that's the eh, that's the whole purpose. Eh, you don't you buy know. Call of Duty for the campaign, which is ten hours long. You get you get, see if you pay sixty dollars for one of those games, you better be getting a long game. No, even still, like playing online with Call of Duty is like uh, okay, I get really bored really fast. You know, at least with two K and stuff like that, I'm playing, you know, different games. You know, the, the computer can cheat and all that type of stuff. Like it's. It's just, you know, the computer cheats all the time. Well, no, I'm, I'm making a face because, well, you're playing against different people, so the competition's different every time, and there's a way ton of maps. It's different game modes. I mean, you're always playing something different. Yeah, that's Unless you true. choose to play the same thing over and over again. That's, that's very true, too. But if you decide not to play online or say something weird happens to your internet, you know, you have Madden, you have 2K, you can continue, well, at least this, well, not 2K this year, but... At least with Madden, you can keep playing, you know. Oh, like, is 2K broken too? No, you have to have, you have to be online or you have to have like a internet to be able oh. to play like the my player mode, which is silly, you know, but That's you know, weird. it is real weird. But um, if you are offline, historically, you've been able to still play those games. Call of Duty gets really boring if you're not online Correct. after, you know, Correct. that first 10 hour campaign. Yeah, but if you pay $60 and get a game like God of War, which is, 
I mean, I'm in the middle of probably like 60, 100 hour game, then you're getting a lot of bang for your buck. Yeah. It's a lot to do. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we got uh, some stuff coming up on the show today. Uh, of course, it is Sunday, which means we will talk some last dance. Uh, we watched episodes three and four. Joe, did you get to watch them yet? Okay, good. Joe didn't watch them on Wednesday. So uh, episodes three and four are uh, coming up tonight. Or sorry, five and six are coming up tonight. We'll talk three and four. Uh, we did not get to this last week, but Joe did some research for the show about one and dones and whether or not they were actually good or not once they got to the NBA. So we'll get to that at some point. Um, and, you know, we'll figure the rest out. We're kind of yeah, we'll wing it. We're kind of in. I have a, I have a couple other notes on there as well. But, you know, we're, there's we're kind of in a weird spot right now where the NFL drafts over. There's really nothing to look forward to sports wise. And the month of May has been canceled and the month of June is probably canceled. No, the month of July is probably canceled. Yeah. Are we for sports? I mean, oh, aren't we like here in Oregon we're quarantined till like the 6th of July? What is that? Is that a thing? That no, was no, no, this, no. That was a state was of emergency. State, of, state yeah. of emergency. Yes. We in Oregon actually, if things continue to go well, may be able to reopen slowly sooner than you think. I don't know when that is, but Cape Brown's got the whole plan ready and like the numbers are looking good. So, you know, maybe there's a little bit of hope that we're doing okay. Right. For us. I guess. Man. That doesn't mean anything about sports, but it just means that we could actually live a little bit of life again. Did you see, you know, they obviously they reopened uh, Georgia, Atlanta. And, I didn't see that. Um, Coincidence? I don't think so. But the Jordans dropped yesterday, and people showed up in droves. Of course, to they did. Go pick those shoes up, and it's just, I don't know. That well, was that's a mall in Atlanta like, with people lined up outside of it. You know? Did you see Huntington Beach? Oh I did not see Huntington God. Beach. So, Gavin Newsom, California governor, closed all the parks in the state, and um, I mean, like maybe a thousand people showed up protesting right outside Huntington Beach, wall to wall, right next to each other. And I'm like, oh my God, people. People Yeah, people don't learn. People. You know, we were just I think we're just all really even, bored. Even if you don't think it's as big of a deal as it is, it's still killing people. So be careful and don't go next to other I mean, it's like, come on, just have some common sense. It's weird that we have to say this like every Sunday. Like, I am, mind you, always listening to us, like, as far as, you know, taking health advice for the most part. At least you probably shouldn't, but I'm not on, a doctor. On this one, I think but I we're, play one on the radio. Yeah. Like, I think on this one, we're pretty spot on as far as saying, stay at home. Like, I get it. Right now, we're all stir crazy. Like, yeah, are you I, going insane yet? Oh, my gosh. I have anybody in the market for an eight year old. Uh, give me a call. Let's have some conversation. Uh, it's it's one of those things like everybody is going crazy and people just want to be out and just want to do stuff. I don't know if you noticed. You see all the traffic that's just on the, you know, on, on the road now. People Before, are just driving. At first, that wasn't that wasn't the case. Now everybody is just out and going somewhere. Every day, Fred Meyer is completely packed. It's just I live across the street from it, and so every day I see just cars all day, and I'm like, man, you guys can't need that much you know, bread or, you know, milk or whatever we're going to the store for. People are just, they're just bored now. And being bored makes you go to something that's a thousand strong at Huntington Beach. Being bored or being out of quarantine, if you're in Atlanta right now, makes you go stand in that line for $200 shoes that you're probably not going to get. More than likely. Like, considering how long that line was, them Jordans are going to be gone. Well, come on. Do you think they're going to get them on the sneakers app, Rashad? No one ever gets them on the app. They got to line up outside. Listen, man, I just signed up for StockX, you know, (laughs) thinking I was going to get some shoes and everything. And it's just basically a bidding war and everything, which is silly. And so I thought I was going to get some shoes for $160, which is is a lot for shoes. But for men's shoes, that's about 
that's well, if you're about going right. for like the the ones that are sought after. That's not so bad. No, yeah, one sixty is about right. Considering LeBrons are two hundred, you know, so the Jordans now are, you know, two twenty, two fifty, or something like that. Man, they were going uh, for the remember the red Allen Iversons, the answers with the little red toe and everything. Those <laughs> yeah. are the ones that I want. So I went and found them. Man, great, two seventy. Man, no thank you, no thank you. Like that's. That's silly. So we yeah, I'm a shot sneaker prices. <laughs> I tried to go get those uh, those Jordan fives. Uh, it didn't happen. So anybody has a size thirteen, or twelve, or eleven and a half, let me know. Wild Wild West out there, man. Uh, I'm not with it. I hope that, I hope that it goes okay in Georgia, so that like we can maybe that's like a sig- a signal that we could start moving faster. I don't think it's going to, but uh, I hope. Fingers crossed. I hope so. But if they're all lining up to buy Jordans, it might not be going so well. <laughs> no. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Coming up next, I want to start with The Last Dance as it as era. Oh, my God. Use your words. As it is Sunday. Um, we watched episodes three and four last week. We got the Dennis Rodman and the Phil Jackson episodes. We got five and six tonight. That includes a little uh, Blazers finals. Get some Clyde. Got some Michael Jordan making fun of Clyde a little bit in a, in a clip that we saw. Uh, already released for the episode so that should be pretty fun for all blazer fans out there um so we'll get to that next here on sports sunday on the fan weekend sports with a difference this is sports sunday with mike and rashad on 1080 the fan Nine seventeen here on your Sunday morning sports Sunday is here with you. Mike Rashad and Joe with you until 11 o'clock. You can find the show afterwards. If you missed any of it on the Les Schwab tires podcasts on tending to the fan.com and the radio.com app. Also, you can interact with us throughout the show on the fan text line at five, five, three, zero five, and then follow us on social media at 1080 the fan is the station. I'm at Mike clinch 27 on Twitter. Rashad's at Taylor made five Oh three. Joe is at Joe Fish 3, F-I-S-C-H. Uh, Big Daddy is his nickname now, and uh, I'm not letting that go forever. Wait, what? Yeah. 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 On on Twitter? No. No. no that's In real life. No, oh, okay. no, that's my wrestling moniker. Yeah, in real life. Big yes. Daddy? Yeah. Well, because his son is Medium Joe, oh, which, I is, see which is glorious I for like him, by the well, way. One day we were hitting the mats, you know, getting, I, getting I, it in on the wrestling. And I know how it goes. Had to come up with some names, and I was on the spot, and... Big Daddy. Big Daddy. That's awesome. Out comes Big Daddy. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, Did you I make have... your voice a lot deeper? Like, oh, I'm Big Daddy. No, but, uh, you know, the, the the muscles were flexed. Biceps were out. You know, yeah. rolled up the sleeves a little bit. Yeah. No, my uh, my son and I have a, a wrestling match. We had a contract signing and everything. You know, <laughs> That's he's good. A, he's, a big, he's a big wrestling nerd. So today we have a whole uh, match planned out for, for the title. So Very nice. Very nice. Got to go out there and dominate. I don't let him win too often. Yeah, no, you can't. You guys have the same fathering style, which is good. Hey, man, listen, you, you got to learn. You guys can relate to each other for that. More losses than wins for now. Yeah, for now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can get this W for right now. But you got to work at it. Yeah, yeah. But I've, I've my son likes to be physical. I was like, oh, okay, you want to really hit me. Okay. <laughs> knee, to the, <laughs> knee to the stomach. Uh, power bomb. All that stuff. <laughs> I can't imagine you doing that to your son, <laughs> considering how much smaller he is. He's actually, you know, when wrestling is all about selling, he's very good at making himself, you know, look like he really ran into that wall or that he really, 
you know, got flipped over the couch. He's he's actually he gets that part, which is weird. So he might be a really good wrestler in the in the future if he wants to be. So let's get into the last dance. It airs again tonight, episodes five and six. We will get a little bit more uh, Blazer action. Oh, get your alcohol ready, Blazer fans. Yeah, well, yeah, true. But uh, you know, you'll get to you'll get to see the Blazers represented in the documentary. See how they come across, which will be interesting, I'm sure. But uh, we got to watch episodes three and four last week. Dennis Rodman and Phil Jackson, the centerpieces of each episode. I really enjoyed the Dennis Rodman one. A lot of people didn't seem to like it that much to the point where some people like Bill Simmons were saying Dennis Rodman's boring. And I feel like that's the opposite of the truth. Um, I know that Bill he Simmons is loves to. Well, just yeah, say I know. Stuff sometimes. But I, but I, I know other people believe what he believes because I've, I also saw it on social media that like, ah, I mean, yeah, Dennis Rodman, but he's only just like colors and weird hair changes. He's not really an interesting person. I was like, what? This guy's like best friends with Kim Jong-un who may or may not be dead, by the way. Uh, we don't know. Um, and he dated like Carmen Electra and Madonna. Like that's pretty interesting to me. And I knew nothing about Dennis Rodman outside of the fact that he was the third guy on the team. And I knew he had the crazy colors and the, he was a good rebounder. I thought that was a really fascinating episode to find out about him. And Carmen Electra is still stunning. Super hot. Oh my God. It looks like she had some work done, but who freaking cares? Well, it was like, really good work still, done. Uh, she's still, and she wasn't afla- afraid to show it off. No, she's not. You know, she never inside boob being shown there. She, she never really has been. Carmen Electra has always been dope, but yeah, Dennis Rodman is, he's anybody that says he's boring clearly doesn't watch basketball, clearly didn't watch basketball because Dennis Rodman was anything but boring. I think when you hear him talk now, he's a, he's a much, at least on for this documentary, he's a, you know, a much calmer version of the Dennis Rodman that, uh, we used to know. You know, but for the most part, man, you're talking about somebody who is easily the the best rebounder that the that the game has ever seen. You know, somebody that can that works that hard, second, third, and fourth efforts and stuff like that. Like, no, I don't. I've never I love seen the clip where he's like talking about how to get the rebounds, and he's just making noises. He's like clink, and you go, goes and he goes here, boom, But for him, but guess what? I understood everything he was saying. It's like, oh, man, is that how you do it? But, man, if you look at Dennis Rodman's, man, uh, hit list, man, he's, man, it wasn't just uh, Carmen Electra and Madonna, man. He also he also dated Vivica Fox for a minute. Like, yeah, we, we kind of forget that part, man. He dated her. I mean, she's not on the same level as those two in terms of huh? being famous. Huh? But she's, I mean, Fox Madonna, no. Madonna. Madonna, no. Carmen Electra, absolutely. Mm. Don't do that. Come on, man. Mm. And, and Mike, we might be, it might be a cultural thing, mm. but yes, absolutely. Yeah, Carmen Electra is great, but... Not really. Like, what is what does Carmen Electra do well? What was her well, thing? I'm not saying she's. Well, I mean, she was. She did it being exactly. hot really well. That's what. That's what she did. You know, well, man. She was like, yeah. Check play, Vivica Fox's INBD. Like it was. Yeah, you know, she was in Set It Off. You know, so she's she's everywhere. Have you ever seen Set It Off? I don't Lynch? even know what that is. No. See, man. Basketball reference page. No, we're yeah. looking at Dennis Rodman. I'm just track saying. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. Dennis Rodman was was that dude. So uh, he, he pair him with Madonna. The was the one who got him to be more colorful. I could see that. The minute he got to San Antonio, that's when the blonde hair came. Because she's she told him to stop caring what other people thought, and he just went, "Oh, okay." And then he just went like colored hair and Damn, all the piercings. Damn, Madonna, you right. Madonna loved black men. Remember, Madonna was messing with Pac too. So she was with she tried she went to go see Tupac in jail and was you know quote unquote dating him for uh-huh. a little bit. So she was all over the place. 
I have to ask, uh, did either of you know about the Vegas story? Because that was probably the best part of all of that. I did not. I did. That you, was... knew, you knew about his little three or four day vacation? I, I did. I remember him when they, the, the headline was, Dennis Rodman's gone missing. It's like Dennis Rodman's gone missing, and then you know he pops up a little bit, a little bit later. So yes, I do all this stuff, mind you. This season was my um, freshman year of high school, so the ninety-seven, ninety-eight season I remember vividly because I was I'm fourteen, about to be fifteen years old. Like I, I remember everything, you know, at that time. And yes, man, Dennis Rodman, we forget Dennis Rodman had a shoe. You know, he, he actually, did? actually. Man, he had like three shoes. He had the shake rattles and rolls, and then he had the uh, the worms. Like, and the worms were these weird shoes with the what with company the, was it? Nike. Nike. Nike really? He was a Nike. Like all the the three stars of the Bulls all had the three top selling Nike shoe at that point. The Jordan, the Pippen, and then uh, the Rodmans. Those the worms. Like at that point, like they were they were super super dope. I wasn't a big fan of the worms, but I think now I would buy them just for nostalgia reasons. But well, yeah, I man, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the Dennis Rodman piece because for a lot of reasons, one. Oh, my God. I remember those shoes. You, do you remember with the with the laces on the side? Yeah. And this one has like a zipper in the middle. too. Yeah. Well, uh, the the Gary Payton's also had that zipper in the, the Nike gloves. Air Worm Indestruct was the name of the there shoe. There you go. So StockX has a Nike Shake Indestruct Black White. Say stock $285. No, thank you. Those were a cool shoe, but they were not $285. So, yeah, it's just one of them things, man. Dennis Rodman was he was he was that guy, man. And then he talked he got a chance to really speak on behalf of Detroit. And I thought that was the most interesting part is to really talk about how they how they used to play Jordan in Detroit and really I did not know that Robin was on those Pistons teams that gave the Bulls so many issues. Oh yeah. That was Robin, a nice little little nugget for me. He was he was their goon, you know, Robin Mahorn <laughs> And, well, let's uh, face it, they had a lot of goons. No, is it Robin Mahorn, Bill Lambeer, like my grandfather. I thought Lambeer was the goon. So yeah. my, 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 my family is huge Laker fans. They're all, my, my mom is from Compton, California. Uh, my uncles are also from there. And so my, my, they lived there their, most of their life up until my mom moved here when she was like uh, 14. So when that's happening and the Pistons are playing the Lakers, I can remember it vividly. Uh, there's lots of cussing going on and lots of cursing out Isaiah Thomas and people, my mom, uh, hated Dennis Rodman. Just one of the things. Just couldn't stand Dennis Rodman. Thought he was funny looking. Thought he was. Uh, thought he was dirty. Thought he didn't do anything well. And all these things. And man, like that team. How about this? And I know we're talking about Rodman. We never talk about Isaiah Thomas being among the best. Never, ever, ever. When we talk about the top ten players ever, Isaiah Thomas's name is never bought up. This is, uh, I heard somebody say something. It might have been uh, Bill, no, it was uh, Chris Broussard. And I'll never quote Chris Broussard ever. But he said, about to quote, he said, quote Chris Broussard. but he said one thing that I absolutely agree with and I never even really thought about. He's the only dude that can say, I beat Magic, Bird, and uh, Jordan all in their prime. There's nobody else that can say that. Like, even, even a little bit. There's nobody else that can say, man, in their prime years before 30, I beat all those dudes. I think with Isaiah Thomas, just basically what has happened since his career has ended, it may be people's opinions on, on him have soured and they don't give him as much respect in his basketball career well, he's a douche. as they should because of his, yeah, exactly, how he carries himself off the court, which he I know sounds... He was a terrible coach. Which I know sounds ridiculous, but, he, he, I mean, people do that. They take what they do outside of the game and they let that have a 
have an impact on their opinion about them being a player. I mean, it happens all the time. So I think that's why Isaiah Thomas probably doesn't get the fair crack at being one of the best ever because of it, like, oh, yeah, but, dude, he's a douche. Like I I said, I don't think that's fair because when you look at at baseball, we're never never not going to say A-Rod's one of the best ever douche but we're never not going to say that it's just it's just true say what you will want to about barry bonds one of the best ever doucher yeah you, you know what you, you know why it's because in those two players examples they were at the time the best right isaiah thomas did beat those players but nobody said isaiah thomas or nobody thought he was better than michael jordan larry bird or magic johnson which yeah which is weird he wasn't no he's not and as a player the only other he point guard at that point that took advantage of a style of play that won those games. Yes, but he was also on a team that beat the th- arguably the three most classic teams that we've that we've ever seen. The one thing he kind of kind of kept saying in between there is that man, or everybody kept saying is man, we spoiled their party. It was supposed to be Bull or excuse Lakers, Celtics, Bulls, and then here comes Detroit for three or four years, man, ruining everybody's uh, predictions. And that was and that's the part that was crazy. They should have won three championships because. They were cheated in uh, in Game 7 of the 89 Finals, or the 88 Finals. They should have won that one. Just saying. So they probably should have three straight championships in between there. And the three teams that they beat in the championship to get there would have been Magic, would have been uh, um, Clyde Drexler, and then uh, Magic twice, actually. So he he's pretty good, and I just think people kind of disrespect Isaiah just because I, 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 we love Jordan. Is is that what it is? Because he said he wanted to be on the dream team, and is he wrong? Is who's better, John Stockton or, or Isaiah Thomas? Well, boy, I mean, at that at that point, it was probably Isaiah Thomas. But you can't go wrong with having John Stockton. You there. can't. But I, I'm just asking who's better. I'm not saying you can go wrong, but I'm that who's a better player? You know, Isaiah Thomas or or John Stockton? I'm saying Isaiah Thomas. You know, and especially considering. He name another top fifty player on that team that he play, that he played on in Detroit. You can't. Dennis Rodman. Possibly. <laughs> no, he's not. You know, 50. possibly. He's, maybe he is. But, maybe he's borderline. But if you talk about any one of those other teams, man, you've got three top fifty players in the Lakers. You've got three top fifty players on the Celtics. You've got two top fifty players on the Bulls. Like Joe Dumars is great, but Joe Dumars wasn't like a, a premier two in the league. My once, fa- he, once he left the Pistons, he didn't do anything. Yeah, one of my favorite lines, by the way, before we break, was uh, Horace Grant calling them a bunch of bitches. That was, I mean, <laughs> that was really funny. I mean, and he he wasn't wrong. No, I know, that, but it was it was so funny. That one was good. And then Ron Harper for the Cavs when they said that we're gonna have I forget who it was someone oh, else yeah. guard Jordan. And he's like, he says, all right, then f this bs. Yeah, yeah. I'm not mad. Like, yeah, this you want Elo to guard him? Okay, never mind. You got That's it. That's who it was, right? <laughs> right, it was the infamous shot. Yeah. Yes. All right, let's break uh, a little bit more on this, uh, including the Phil Jackson episode. It was interesting how willing, at least they played it off, that Michael Jordan was very willing to kind of change it all very quickly for Phil Jackson. That's next. First, Joe has sports. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 36 here on your Sunday morning. Mike Rashad with you, Joe, as well until 11 o'clock. I don't remember the words of this song. I can't I, shut my mouth. I can tell. It's Nate Dog. That's all I remember. Eminem. Till my bone collapse. Um, Slim Shady was so tight. 
Still makes some good what songs. Happened? Like, still no, makes some good songs. He doesn't. Yeah, he does. He he does. He makes some good he says some good stuff. The albums aren't anywhere near as much like filled with bangers anymore, but there's still some good stuff on there. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean I mean I like the what was the the not Earthquake Challenge. What was it called? The what's the where he's rapping fast, Joe. What's it called? Rap God? Uh, no, not every that. That's song great. that he makes That's just great. about nowadays. No, there was like a challenge that came out like recently like for Eminem and he's it's one of his newer records that he has but at the end of it he goes super dumb and just monster yeah, or monster. godzilla yeah. godzilla there yeah. it is yeah. oh godzilla. it is yeah because that's on his new one right yes music to be murdered by yeah 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 i remember that song it's not a great song but he does have a lot of uh good fast rap there at the end no yeah he's you know he's slim shady he's still the best you know somebody wants to rap against eminem good luck but <laughs> i mean the best rappers are like, yeah, I'm good. I don't want any parts of, of yeah. Eminem if it really comes to. But if you try to do it, you get a lot of uh, attention. You, you also end up being Machine Gun Kelly. When's the last <laughs> Which I think well, he won that fair, battle. He I won that battle. No, but No, I think he did. I think I think Rap Devil was a, was a yeah. He, I think he won that one. Only because Eminem didn't give it the energy that he probably should have. Mm. And he didn't think that MGK would come with that. But that's just me. Well, nobody knew who he was before it, and nobody knows who he is after it. So no, there that's, you kinda, go. that's kind of how I feel anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, so let's uh, wrap up our talk about The Last Dance, uh, episodes five and six tonight. And um, we got to see a little bit of Phil Jackson and his genesis as a head coach. I had no idea he coached in Puerto Rico, which was kind of interesting to find out. And kind of how it seemed very free for all, and they had footage of it too, which was pretty cool. I like the missing tooth, man. That was kind of badass from Phil Jackson. Wait, what? Did you see it? Like, and here's a part in, in his, you know, where he just had a whole front tooth missing. Like, currently? No, I don't, I don't or, mean it might have like been replaced, but like, in the old videos when he played for the Knicks and oh, stuff like I that. I didn't see that. Like, look at you looking badass. I, I thought the most interesting part of that was how when he came in with the triangle offense that it at least appeared that Michael Jordan fairly quickly said, okay, let's do this, and they got everybody going, and they got everybody involved, and they made the team better. Now, I know that this is being told a bit biased because this was all Michael Jordan's footage and you had to give him a little bit of a, you know, a push to do it at all. And I'm sure he wants certain things in there and certain things not in there. So maybe he caused more of a fit than was led on in the documentary. I don't know. But who was it? It was, uh, it was Paxson, right? And there was that one playoff game and they're saying, just get Paxson the ball. And he hit like four or five straight threes and they were, they were play, they were not playing very well, and everyone was doubling Michael every time he touched the ball. And it was they they explained kind of this opening of Michael Jordan's mindset about getting everybody else involved while still being the focal point of the offense. I thought that was pretty interesting to watch, considering we see it now all the time with players who are introduced to new coaches and new offenses, and they they fight their way out of that situation because they don't want to do what the new coach wants. So it's pretty cool that Michael Jordan appeared pretty quickly to kind of. Make that switch mentally. Yeah, no, at first it looked like, you know, he was kind of saying that I I don't like this because I'm a scorer. And, you know, uh, Doug Collins' thing was always give him the ball, let Michael score, you know, give him the ball and get the, the F out of the way. That's what he said in, in the in the playoff game, right? You know, after he made the shot, just like, yeah, just move and let Michael do it. And really, that was the offense for a long time. It was just like, man, give Michael the ball and let him do his thing. And then Phil came in and kind of ruffled feathers. And at first, Jordan didn't like that. But again end up picking it up. And once they picked up that triangle, which is the most complex offense, arguably in the history of the NBA or of, of basketball, um, 
you had those athletes that were able to pick the, pick that up and, you know, relatively quick. Like, in a year, that's a lot. Like, the only thing that's really worked faster than that is, well, again, Phil's triangle offense with Shaq in the middle and then the Golden State offense. Like, I've never seen something go from, like, just okay. Like, the year the Golden State went to the second round, and uh, when Mark Jackson was their coach. Monte Ellis was there. And yeah, they were just okay, right? Stuff. Yeah, they were, they, were, they were just okay. Man, within a year, you get uh, Steve Kerr to come in and add a whole new offense, and then what do you know? You're the best team ever, or you're arguably one of the best teams ever. That's exactly what happened with the Bulls. It took them a whole year to learn how to do that triangle because that's the same thing Kobe and Shaq were saying. Like, it took us some time to figure out what to do and how to move and how everybody's supposed to move. It did seem pretty complicated. It does look look super complicated, but as long as there's a a triangle at some part of the court, man, you're doing your job. Everybody is just constant constant moving. When someone moves this way, you just move down and move. It's not not really super hard, but it's it's hard to explain to people. Once you start running it, it's not as difficult uh, to kind of do. And that's after talking to a bunch of coaches that have tried to run it. But, yeah, the fact that he was open enough to say, okay, if this is going to help a team, I'll try it, whatever works. Because we know they're superstars. And I just told you the, the Magic Johnson Riverboat story when um, Mike Dunleavy becomes the new coach of the Lakers. Wants to talk to Magic, pulls him outside and says, you know, Magic, this is the new playbook. Magic throws the playbook into the water <laughs> and then points at his head and says, this is the playbook. Right here, and there are some players that really feel like, man, my skill, uh, my skill set is better than any offense that you can draw up for me. Sometimes it takes that smart guy drawing up a great offense for a great play. Jordan still averaged thirty-one. Took the ball out of his hands. He still averaged, you know, what is the career average? What thirty point eight something like that? Thirty point five. So he's still averaging thirty-one points a game. It reminds me a little bit of a current situation going on too, in in that Aaron Rodgers is having a really difficult time accepting that he has a new head coach who has a different offense in Matt LaFleur, right? All we hear is talk about them going after each other or there's awkwardness or Aaron Rodgers wants to do things his way, the gunslinger and the running around and the cross field passes and, and all that. And and Matt LaFleur doesn't want that. He wants more of a run first style offense. And then they go and draft Jordan love this year in the first round which I'm sure is another sign of them not having a great relationship, Rodgers and LaFleur, that is. I mean, I feel like the true greats, although they want to do their own thing, understand what it takes. And I feel like that's showing that Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to acquiesce to a new head coach, whereas a guy like Michael Jordan did, and it helped him win a title. So I I think that was pretty interesting to see it happening now with a guy like Rodgers. You know, LaFleur is not Phil Jackson, right? But... I mean, he's hired as your head. He's your head coach. And hell, Rodgers did it with McCarthy, too. He tried to undermine him. Too. And it just so. makes you wonder, like, how much guys really want to win. Like, because the one thing, the one underlining thing with Jordan and with Kobe, whether it was Phil Jackson or Rudy Tomjanovich that was Kobe's coach, I just want to win. Like, I don't care how we get there. I don't care what we need to do. I just want to win. So if it's going to help us, you know, win, then, man, I'm I'm all for it for the most part. Like, if you're Aaron Rodgers and you know, like, you, you don't have the receiving core that you – really want to have uh you would think you would do everything you can to kind of be, seem like you're all in and at times i feel like aaron Rodgers is all in for himself and then every, everything else can you you follow behind me and I, I don't know if that's really the the right attitude for that leader to take especially if you're the quarterback but you know i i digress but i think aaron Rodgers is just it's a, it's a maturity thing for him and that's why i think as good as he is he'll never be brady 
you know, as good as he as, as talented as Aaron Rodgers is, because Brady will do he's given money back to make sure that we can fill out parts in the team to to be successful. Like and it's not everybody's willing to do that. So I don't think Aaron Rodgers is willing to do that. And I don't think he's going to be a Packer for any more longer than maybe next year. All right, we got to take a break. Uh, coming up next, kind of at a little bit of a crossroads. Um, I do want to get into Joe's one and done thing, but I kind of want to save that for the 10 o'clock hour. Do you want to talk about Jameis Winston finally getting uh, contacts? LASIK? Uh, yeah. He's actually correcting his vision? Yeah. Which is baffling to me that he hasn't so far. Uh, that's next here on Sports Sunday in the Fan. You need your daily dose of news as much as you need that first cup of coffee. Yes. Just download the Radio.com app. Radio.com is your mobile audio connection to the top news sources, including CNN, CBS News Radio, and Bloomberg. Local, national, and international news. 24 hours a day. The dream world. All in one place. And all just a click away. Get the news you want, when you want. Radio.com on your desktop or download the free app now. Papa Murphy's. We make it. You bake it. It all starts with just one thing. Clothing companies are finding innovative ways to recycle, from making sunglasses out of plant-based resins to shoes made from coffee grounds. Be on the lookout for these innovative clothing products. Find tips and more at OneThingUS.com. What's your one thing? Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Could your car use a spring cleaning? Now's the time to stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts during Clean Car Month for great deals on everything you need to keep your car looking new, like Mother's California Gold Wash and Wax, just $4.99 for a 64-ounce bottle. Save big on your spring cleaning car products today. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With Advanced Auto Parts, you get the part you need from the comfort of your garage. Order online and get your part with same-day pickup, curbside, or same-day delivery. It's the fastest way to get the part you need. Advance your auto at Advanced Auto Parts. This is our home. We've never seen it look quite like this. But there's no mistaking it. And it's our job to protect it. So if you've just bought a Volkswagen, or we're thinking of buying sometime soon, we and the more than 600 VW dealers across America are here to help with the community-driven promise. For more information, visit VW.com. Drive bigger. More than 37 million people in the U.S., including 11 million children, struggle with hunger. And as the COVID-19 outbreak continues, they need your help now more than ever. As the nation's largest hunger relief organization, the Feeding America Network of Food Banks is committed to serving communities, families, and children facing hunger in America wherever they are. You can be there for your neighbors in need by donating now at feedingamerica.org forward slash coronavirus. Brought to you by Feeding America. Yeah. The home of dirt and spray. I'm dirt. I saw Isaiah trying to do damage control for him and his team's reputation went on ESPN. It was like, oh, you know, he's been blown out of portion. Jordan doesn't like him. Jordan's never liked him. Jordan will never like him. Uh, it was great to finally get that on camera. It was such a Bush League answer from Isaiah, too, because they... Is there a more universally hated team in the history of the NBA than the Bad Boy Pistons? Dirt and spray. Dirt and spray. Weekdays, noon to 3. 1080 The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. 
This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Nine forty-eight Sunday morning. Mike Rashad, Joe, with you until eleven o'clock today. We will get into uh, Joe's one and done project next hour. We also have Hater Love It at ten thirty. But this was uh, my favorite story of the week, and it is that Jameis Winston has finally, finally corrected his vision. <laughs> and I think we always knew that Jameis Winston didn't have the best eyesight because, well, whenever he did anything, he was squinting as hard as humanly possible to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that he now is uh, is getting LASIK and he's like, oh, my God, everything is so clear and my depth perception is so much better. Your depth perception, that's so important for a quarterback who throws a ton of interceptions, it's, you idiot. It's a, it's a pretty important part of being a quarterback, period. And is there like a... If I'm the Buccaneers, I'm going to sue him. Are you kidding me? You have to. You're getting LASIK now? Listen, man. How look, much money did we give you? Man, there, is there not an eye exam? It's like, I mean... No, there isn't, apparently. There's no eye exam. So you tell you send me through a wonderlick. You see if all my reflexes work the right way. You, you'll see if you'll get me. Pepsi or Cola? All man, these weird questions yeah, man, at the let combine? Me, let me see your phone. Look through your phone. So there's all these little things they do. But you mean to tell me there's no simple eye exam to say JPF, QRTZ on the, like, th- where's that? that? This is something that could have been figured out Jameis Winston's rookie year. LASIK is a, it's a pretty, it's an outpatient search. So it's in and out. You get to go home the same day. You would have been fully cleared in like, what, a week? Two weeks? All the way done? You could have did it any offseason, anything like that. Like, this is just – this is more of Jameis Winston being Jameis Winston. He is – he's – I'm sorry, guys. And I don't want to be mean because I'm not the I'm not the smartest guy. I'm not an MIT grad or anything like that. So I want to put that out there first. Preface all my confidence. Princeton grad, though, yeah. Not even one of those. Princeton mm. Community College, quite possibly, you know, if there's one of those. Maybe that exists. Southern Princeton Community College, well, probably something not. like that. That's a small town in New Jersey, but let's see. So, Community um, College. Does it exist? Uh, you would be going to the Mercer County Community College. Well, that's fine. So Mercer County Community College. Uh, in West Windsor Township. Either way, um, he's just he's not the smartest guy. You know, and I'm not sure, you know, people's eyesight can... You're um, telling me a guy who wants to eat W's isn't the smartest guy? No, I'm sorry. It's just one of those things. Like, he's he's a, he's a great athlete, and we saw Jameis Winston be a great athlete. Like, my eyes didn't deceive, didn't deceive me. Like, he was a good athlete. And people's eyesight can kind of deteriorate as time progresses, you know, for, for a multitude of reasons. We don't know why. Age. Age, you know, whatever the case is. But Jameis is 26. So it probably wasn't that, but again, your eyes can go bad at any point. Uh, Man, if you I am a prime example of that. Yeah, I've exactly. been blind as a bat since as long as I can remember. Yeah, but, I started. I got I got glasses when I was watching Sesame Street. So see, and you're so but again, smart enough to know that man, I can't see. I can't see well. Let me go figure this out. Jameis never got goggles to be able to wear under his helmet, so he can throw the ball. He never did anything. He never got a. I mean, get a, a visor that has some type of. A corrective lens in it or something. Do something to try to help out your situation. And the fact that he didn't, like, I'm, I'm with you, Joe. If I'm the Buccaneers, I'm, I'm suing, man. <laughs> because you honestly, seriously, like, if you can't see and you're just throwing 30 interceptions a season, like, that's a problem. 
And now you're now you're just telling me after you're no longer on the roster. Now you're saying that I've got LASIK because I couldn't see. What the hell? How good could he have been? Like, think about it. Think Better about than it 30, intercep- inter- 30 interceptions. I, I will say this. Obviously, it's not just the vision that causes the interceptions. He does not make the best decisions either. However, I guarantee you he's thrown picks because of this. Man, as somebody who half has, of them. As somebody who has really bad vision, really, really bad vision, probably worse than Jameis Winston, um, I can tell you that when I don't have my contacts in, I am a useless person because I can see nothing, literally nothing. I'm basically blind. It's not black. It's just all blurry. Um, it's like it's like I have a, a screen over my eyes and I can't see anything unless I'm holding it right up to my face. Um, I was wearing contacts last year, two years ago, and I was sitting where Joe is sitting for primetime and I looked at the board or I looked at the, the screen and I was having trouble reading the text that was on our drops. And I went, well, that's not great considering I have uh, really, really strong contacts. It turns out I have an astigmatism, right? Which means my eyes are stretched in a different way and it, it my, my muscles in my eyes no longer focus for me anymore uh, or as well. So I had to get different contacts. It was amazing the difference. It, it was street signs. It was the drops right in front of me. It was everything was crystal clear. Uh, which I still thankfully enjoy to this day. Um, but, and I know I'm probably way more of an extreme bad vision case than Jameis Winston is because m- most people don't have the contact prescription that I do. Mm-hmm. But just using my own personal experience with it, the difference is massive when you get the corrective vision. It's massive. And if, I mean, if any of you guys have gone to the eye doctor before, I know Joe has glasses, so I know he has. I don't know if you've gone to eye doctors before, Rashad, or if you've just got good mm-hmm. vision. But when they do the little thing and they put the, the, the thing in front of you with all the lenses and they go A, B, mm-hmm. C, D, and all of a sudden you realize just how blind you've been because that the uh, lens F is so clear. You're like, what? I can see like this? <laughs> Whoa. I mean, it's everybody's had that experience, and the fact that Jameis Winston had no corrective lenses at all is insane to me if you have that bad of a vision that you can't read street signs. Yeah, that's, You're an NFL quarterback. You're the number one overall pick. And again, What are you doing? And again, not to say all of his interceptions were due to you know sight, but I mean, I'm, I'm going to say half of them. You know, and just think about that. If you cut Jameis Winston's interceptions in half, all of a sudden you don't have that bad of a player. You have somebody that people are, are at least content with. But the fact is he's made a lot of mistakes, and that's the one thing that we've held over his head for this long is the fact that he continues to make a whole bunch of mistakes. And if you can't see, that's about, you know, we for a long time we talked about Peyton Manning. He couldn't grip the ball. He couldn't throw the ball the way he wanted to because he couldn't feel his fingers. That's pretty important if you're going to be a quarterback. So if you can't see, um, he still won a Super Bowl. Or did his defense win and Brock Osweiler win it a little bit? I'm just saying. He did throw a touchdown in the Super Bowl, though, so you're right. He won it. He did throw a couple picks, yeah. too. He um, threw a touchdown, though. That's all, that's all that matters. Von Miller won the Super Bowl, but Peyton Manning got a ring. Peyton Manning got a ring. Peyton Manning's got two. Peyton Manning is, is, is the, is the guy. You know, however, once those fingers, you know, once he got, you know, he got to a point to where he couldn't really feel, you know, the pinky and the, hey, man, that's a problem. So if you're Jameis and you can't see, you can't see the coverage or, and you can't see the uh, the blitz coming or whatever, that's a that's a problem. So I'm glad he got it fixed. Well, he's going to um, be a backup. In New Orleans, so we're not going to get to see necessarily a huge sample size of whether or not this is going to be better. But 
I I guarantee you he will be way better because of this. Guaranteed. I, I Guaranteed. certainly hope so. I certainly hope so because, again, I saw a guy at Florida State who was outstanding for two years, was just, man, brilliant on the on the field. So, But he did have he, a little bit of that, you know, kind of like wild and wacky he had, interception. He had, some, he had some Brett Favre in him. Flair. And we knew that. He had some Brett Favre in him, you know, some just some gunslinger. But uh, there was some greatness there. I think with being compared to Brett Favre, you, you got to take the good with the bad. Like, Favre was, had an amazing arm and was not afraid to sling it. But having such an amazing arm, not being afraid to sling it, he made a lot of mistakes. But because he's a winner, you live with that. And Jameis, at least coming into, coming into the league, the one thing we knew about him is he was a winner. He lost one game in college and happened to be in the playoff. So that's what I was banking on. And I think hopefully if he can improve, because he's not a bad player, he's just a silly one. I mean, if he can stop making silly mistakes – who knows? Watch the LASIK improve his eyesight so much. Sean Payton comes in like, can't believe I'm saying it, but uh, he's our starter going week one. Uh, he's, his eyesight's that damn good. Seriously, now. like what if he's Sorry, there Drew. And, time to retire. If, I can't believe it, honestly. And, and we all know Drew is not, you know, where he once was, but still very good and much older quarterback, 42 at this point. 41, 42? I think he's hit 40, but I know if he's 42. Okay, so, you know, 40 at this point. Uh, missed some games due to some injuries and stuff like that. Like, man. You insert Jameis Winston, and they win a couple games because you can see there might be a bit of a, a Tom Brady, Drew Bledsoe situation happening. Just saying. Let's break. Coming up next hour, we do have Hated or Love It coming up at 1030, but we will get into the research that uh, the great Joe Fisher did for us last week on the one and dones, and we'll, uh, you know, be a little picky and choosy about his list of whether or not some of the names are in the right categories, but uh, we'll get to that next here on Sports Sunday in the Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 